Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. A huge thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Unibuddy. Unibuddy is the global leading peer-to-peer platform for digital student engagement. Peer-to-peer chat makes human connection the key to college decisions. And that's how Unibuddy helps universities recruit their best fit students. Creating a sense of belonging and community is best done by utilizing the voice of an institution's best advocates, their student ambassadors. Optimize your yield with a chat and virtual live events platform that's purpose-built for higher ed. If you are in charge of enrollments or admissions, go to unibuddy.com, that's U-N-I-B-U-D-D-Y dot C-O-M, to learn how you can engage with students at every stage of the cycle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of EdUp EdTech. I'm your host, Holly Owens, and I'm very excited about the guest I have today because I have so many questions for him and what he's doing in the online space, dealing with teachers and burnout. And we're going to have a wonderful conversation with Bo McCoy, who is the founder and CEO of Soul Academy. So Bo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Holly, and welcome to the audience. Thank you so much for your time that you're going to spend with us here. Well, they're probably just as excited as I am about talking to you about what the wonderful things that you're doing at Soul Academy, and I can't wait to learn more. Um, I have been exploring your site some, and I saw you on some podcasts recently, so I was listening in. Um, So what we like to do here is we really want to know your story, Bo. So tell us about your journey into this space and how you became, how, you know, Soul Academy came about and, and just your journey. We want to hear about all the fun things. Thank you so much. You know, I'd love to. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing I want people to understand is that students are human beings and that that is who we should be addressing in education. So I love to share my story. My story goes back to Long Island, New York in the late 1980s. I'm actually mixed with two different races and two different religions. So I grew up in a very cross-cultural environment and I was never really into school until I had my fourth grade teacher. Her name is Miss Odette Wills. She was also the first black teacher that I ever had in my education. And she was the most inspirational and inspiring, or sorry, uh, just, you know, she helped me understand that I could be whatever I wanted to. And the way to do it was through my education. And so I grew up in a town that was very mixed, both along racial lines and socioeconomic lines. There were high, medium, and lower class. There were Black, white, and Latinx families. And I just thought everyone had access to the same opportunity. Because of this wonderful experience I had in 1989 with Miss Wills, I went on to do very well in school. And my mother and I would often remark how much of an impact that one single year and that one teacher had in getting me to go to Dartmouth College, an elite Ivy League university. And let me tell you, it was a real shock when I got to 
Dartmouth College, where you have so much opportunity to go work for amazing companies like Goldman Sachs and the top law firms in the United States and Google's and all this thing. But there were so few brown and black students. And when I enrolled in the technology courses in computer science, there were so few women in the courses. And I just didn't understand it because I came from this opportunity equality background. It didn't make any sense. So I went on to work in technology. I worked in a number of software startups. Uh, I had interactions with all the big names, you know, the Facebooks, the Googles and Microsoft and all this stuff. And again, I saw the same lack of opportunity for brown and black people and in technology for, for women. And it always just struck me as odd. I didn't get it. In 2014, I decided I wanted to work in a very small education startup. And so I kind of fell into a company called GoGuardian, which was the first Chromebook app for education. And we were just beginning, we're only five people. And let me tell you, I just fell in love with working with educators. They are brilliant, they're passionate, they're dedicated, but most importantly, they're, they're humble and altruistic. They realize that life isn't just about you, it's about community. And I just fell in love with working in education. And while I was working with teachers in over 3000 school districts, I saw exactly why all this uh, inequality existed and it came from the education system. You know, depending on what the color of your skin was, was a pretty good indicator on what the quality of your education was and what the, you know, the socioeconomic class that you were coming from also a big indicator. And I said, aha, this is where all this inequality comes from because yes. I literally didn't make any sense. And I just absolutely loved it. Now, Go Guardian went on to do quite well. And we were able to sell the company. I was fortunate to take some time off and travel. I visited over 30 countries, uh, primarily in developing uh, geographies in Latin America and Africa and Southeast Asia. And that's really where the point was driven home, that people are people all throughout time and anywhere on this earth. People are really the same, but it's the education that changes society because it provides opportunity to people to make their lives better and to help them help their children have better lives. And without it, it's next to impossible. Not that you can't, but it's really, really hard. And education is that bridge to a better life. So when I came back, I was living in Los Angeles County and I was working with a number of school districts there in LA. And when COVID happened, I was absolutely floored at the disparity between what I saw in the lower socioeconomic areas, which were predominantly African-American and Latinx, and the higher socioeconomic areas where I was living in Santa Monica, which were predominantly white and Asian. In the, in the higher socioeconomic areas in Santa Monica, Malibu, these kids were thriving. They had devices, they had internet access, but most importantly, they had teachers who were trained and inspired to work with them. And in the lower socioeconomic areas in, in South LA, they didn't have any of that. And I thought to myself, I feel like I'm back in the developing world, in the third world countries, only instead of having to travel 8,000 miles to get to Brazil, I only had to go four exits on the 405 freeway to see that same oh kind of disparity. So I said, I can't live in this world. I can't live in this world, Holly. I have to do something about it. So I looked around and I said, what can I, Bo McCoy, do about this? And I'll never forget the moment I was sitting in a high school in a science class and the teacher was talking and there were about 50, 14, 50 year old students and every single one of them was on their cell phone, you know, playing games and streaming media. And so after the class, I went to this teacher, I said, 
you know, how can you teach in this environment when everyone's on their phone in the middle of class? He said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I can tell them to put their phones down. They pick them back up, you know, a minute later. And if I take it away from them, it's going to be absolute chaos and, you know, bedlam in here. Right? Uh, so yeah. It's not an option. So I said, why don't you start recording lessons and put them on the cell phone? He said, well, I never thought about that. I said, aha, we can solve a lot of problems here. Number one, we can get culturally responsive content to every student, regardless of what they look like or what their background or what language they speak. We can take teachers from all over the country who look like them, sound like them and speak the same language to get them to make those video-based lessons so that they can learn from someone who looks like them. And then we can also solve the equity problem because whether you're in Santa Monica, Malibu or a lower income area, you'll have access to the same high quality instruction because now teachers can collaborate, right? They can collaborate to make great content and share it with their fellow teachers. And this is how Soul Academy was born. We spent pretty much all of 2020 building it. And I'm super proud to announce that we just launched uh, our marketplace actually yesterday. Uh, uh, today's May 4th. So on May 3rd. Ooh, may the 4th be here. with you. <laughs> <laughs> may the 4th be with you too. Thank you so much. Well, congratulations. That's, oh my gosh, I love your story so much. And uh, you know, I, I've researched about you and all the things that you're doing and you, you do have those blinders on when you're younger, you're like, I just think I have the, these opportunities, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it's there. And it's really not the disparities are so it's, 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 they're so eye opening to you. And I, you know, I was a high school teacher and I had students coming up and asking me for like lunch money, or they, they needed a ride somewhere. I was like, take them, but they, they wanted they, they didn't have the, if you think of Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, they didn't have those things that they needed to be successful. Yeah, yeah. And of course it's, it's, it lies in those communities, the socioeconomic status, the, the minorities, and something has to be done because education should be accessible for all. Um, you know, and it's a universal language to education. And what you're saying here is just speaking volumes to me. And I'm sure the audience is nodding their head. Yes. And I'm so glad that you were so inspired to do something about it. Um, so continue to tell us more about what Soul Academy does. Um, you know, what are, what do you do? You know, what do you provide for people? Um, and then also if you can, and I skipped over this cause I like to ask this question, everybody, could you personally, how do you personally define educational technology and how do you put that in the scope of what you're doing? Um, Wonderful question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the two, the two questions have the same answer. So um, having worked in education in for over six years, and I've spoken with, I don't know, maybe 800 to 1500 teachers in that time, educational technology, its purpose is to make the classroom experience more efficient. But what it actually does is inhibit efficiency in the classroom because there's too much technology and there isn't enough training on how to actually make that technology effective. Miss Wills in 1989 didn't have any technologies, but she was a great teacher. And I speak with her all the time. And now she uses just a few tech tools and it's made her a much better better teacher. Uh, even though she's retired, she's still teaching. And that's the place she said, you know, Bo, I don't have time to learn 40 different tech tools. I only need two or three, but I tell you, they saved me a lot of time. And right. so in speaking with her, that's how we came up with the concept of Soul Academy. It stands for simple, 
online learning. That's what it's all about. Technology should make our lives easier. So we strive to be the easiest to use website that you're going to see, the one that looks the best, and the one that is the most responsive and the fastest. We're never going to have the most features. We're not going to compete with you know Edpuzzle and all these amazing tech products. That's not what we're about. What we're about is helping you be a better teacher. And so what you can do on Soul Academy to answer the first question is it is a ecosystem for sharing educational content. Educational content can be video lessons that you've recorded to front load information for your students and even flip your classroom if you want so that they do all the instructional piece before they get to class. And then in the class, they're there with you to work on what they've learned, their assignments, assessments, and they can actually ask you questions because you're there with them. And so you can store your own content and resources, resources being your lesson plans, your activities, your worksheets, you know, anything that goes along with your instruction, you can share on Soul Academy to your students. And you can also share and use content from other teachers from around the world. I've now spoken with teachers in nine different countries. I was just on a conference with teachers in Lagos, Nigeria. And guess what? They're also teaching math and history and science and all yeah, the same all the normal subjects. stuff that everybody mm-hmm. teaches. And I, I exactly. love it how you're expanding this out to, to mm-hmm. we're all doing the same thing. We should be sharing our resources. Exactly. And you're doing the same thing in a silo. In one high school where I live in Durango High School here in Las Vegas, they have 12 science teachers. How many times are they repeating the same work and therefore not getting any efficiency game? Well, technology can say instead of you 12 teachers teaching, you know, making the same content, why don't we divide all the content by 12? And now you've just freed up 86% of your time because you're relying on your fellow teachers right? And expand that across the entire world, you're going to save teachers somewhere between 10 and 20 hours every single week, because they no longer have to look for quality and uh, content to support their instruction. I love this so much. And I'm, I, you know, breaking down those silos, especially with COVID and everything, I saw a lot of instructors sharing their resources, but you were already doing this. You were already telling people that it's okay to break out of those silos and share the content and, you know, help each other. I think that's one thing in education. We don't realize that we have the power to do is share with one another and not keep like our, if we do a great lesson or we find something wonderful that we, we do with our students, why do we keep it to ourselves? I never understood that, especially in the online realm. Like, yeah, it's, it's we grew up in a different generation, Holly. And yeah. in, I don't know what <laughs> you dreamed 80s, of. I was like, oh, I missed the 80s. Yeah. When, when we dreamed of becoming, you know, a movie star or a professional athlete or something like that, there were very few open spots, right? There's only so many um, Denzel Washingtons, right? <laughs> there's, there's only so many Michael Jordans going around. And that was the mentality that only some of us are going to succeed. But this younger generation... They don't have that mindset. They have an abundance mindset. And why is that? Because they all want to be social media influencers and anyone can become one. There's plenty of room. There's a, we have a demand for an infinite amount of content and social media influencers. So this younger generation sees that and they say, Hey, if you succeed, I succeed. So let's collaborate and work together. They don't have that inherent competitiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they get it. And so we, the older generation need to be cognizant of that and approach our education with the same abundance mindset. There's plenty of room for everyone to succeed and we succeed faster when we collaborate. Yeah, I definitely like that. And I will tell you that 
and I say this to other um, people, guests I interview, I'm doing my research um, for my dissertation mm-hmm. on Generation Z. So it's it's fascinating the you know the the differences between the attributes of the generations like our generation was really um you had to work hard go to college you know we learned from boomer grandparents and maybe exer parents but it's totally different now it's in like mm-hmm. you're saying there's room for everybody and they see how they can be success successful but also bring other people along which is nice <laughs> And now another word from our fantastic sponsor, UniBuddy. UniBuddy empowers universities to democratize information for their prospective students. They put student ambassadors online to promote peer-to-peer conversations that make authentic human connection the key to college decisions. This means that any student considering your university can gain visibility into the experience your school really offers without leaving your website. Embed just one line of code to jumpstart meaningful interactions between current and future students. UniBuddy purpose-built a digital platform for higher ed because better accessibility leads to more informed decisions by students and a better yield for schools. You can take advantage of the full product suite by leveraging their chat, virtual live events, and top-tier partnerships. 450 plus global partners trust Unibuddy to help them help students find a place at their institutions. Recruit, engage, and enroll more students and expand your institutional reach. To learn more, go to unibuddy.com. That's U-N-I-B-U-D-D-Y dot C-O-M. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, and the boomers, you know, when you talk to them now, when you talk to your grandparents, they're like, well, I wish I had realized, you know, earlier what you, what you guys were up to because your generation really gets it. Don't wait, right? You don't have to wait until you're an elderly person to get on board with what the younger people are doing. They get it. And we've got to adopt their practices. They're not going to change and go <laughs> to, you know, what we want. Like we've got to get on board with them and their abundance mindset is the way to go. Yeah, Definitely. So in speaking to that, what are some of the, the best, and I could say from your website, I know what these are, but what are some of the top features of your product and what you offer to districts or institutions and teachers? Tell us about some of those and speak to what some of your um, consumers have said. Absolutely. So the number one thing that we offer is the easiest and fastest way for you to store and share your educational content. You can kind of think of it like YouTube meets Khan Academy, right? Everything that you need is neatly organized in one place. Most people are spending hours every single day searching on YouTube. If you go to your typical school district, they've got hundreds, maybe thousands of video files and and Word docs, and they're all over the place. It's this mess. So you can come to Soul Academy. You can find it in just a matter of a couple seconds. It's all lightning fast. Like I said, that's one of our tenants, right, is to look good, to work simply, and to be very, very fast. And so that's what we offer to the schools and to the districts to the teacher you're you're it's like being in the candy store right what educational content do you want today we can show it to you very very quickly because that's all we've got there's no distractions there's no clickbait there's no inappropriate ads or inappropriate content students know when they come to soul academy it's just a purely educational experience. And so for teachers, it's a great opportunity for you to collaborate but most importantly what i'm really thrilled about 
is this nature of decentralized education, where an educator is now directly connected to a learner anywhere on the earth. And there are so many millions, maybe even billions of parents who now want to invest their time and their treasure in their child's education. So on Academy, a teacher can actually sell his or her educational resources to teachers and parents and schools anywhere in the world who need a lesson plan on how to talk about the periodic table, or maybe have never taught a subject like African-American history, and they want to buy a lesson plan from somebody. So we've created that marketplace so that teachers can really capitalize on the value of what I believe is the art that they create every single day. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're doing that and giving the teachers the opportunity to supplement some of that income because we don't pay teachers enough. And that's probably a conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely that's that's helping uh, teachers out. That's helping students out get the access. I love it how you say the instant access to the information and the content that they need just right from any device. It's just right there for you. And you're you're absorbing all the information that you need. And now, um, you know, what are what are some of the things that have let's say i've talked to a lot of guests you know and co about the covid how that impacted the company um so for you how has you seem to be have been doing this before covid happened so how has covid changed your perspective um you know soul academy what are you guys doing now that we're almost post pandemic fingers crossed so what's what's going on what how did it impact your company yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, our plan initially was we were just going to traditionally, you know, work directly with schools and districts, right? Um, but now the data has shown that over 70% of parents are demanding that remote learning options be made permanent. And so what we're really trying to do is fill in that gap between the experience that the student is getting in school and at home by providing the resources to the people who are spending the most time with them, their parents, right? We really wanna make sure that every parent who wants to help their child succeed in school has access to the video content and the academic resources that they need. That wasn't really something that was in our paradigm before, but you know, that's what the world needs. You know, it's not just, the school alone can't make up for, you know, a year and a half of mislearning right? The school day can't yeah. grow by 2.5x. There's got to be support from the parents and grandparents and guardians and cousins and uncles. And, you know, it's going to take, like they say, it's going to take the village to get everyone to address this learning slide that's been, that's been experienced by all of our learners, right? It, learning can't stop when the bell rings at three o'clock. It's got to continue at home regardless, or, you know, a boys and girls club, a library, it's got to continue beyond that traditional uh, school model. Yeah, you sound so passionate about this and just based over experiences, I can tell how passionate you are about getting this information out to our students. And I appreciate the fact that you are involving the parents because I feel as students matriculate through their primary school years, the parents have less involvement, you know, but mm -hmm. this is something that could keep them involved, you know, even though their student may be a gifted and talented learner they still can see what's happening. They can, you know, see the content and support the student and what they're doing. I have a younger sister who's 12 and she was recently put in the homeschool because of all the situation with COVID. Are we going back? Are we not going back? And she's doing stuff on her own now. Um, so it's really great to see that she can handle it on her own. But I also want to make sure that as her older sister, that she's getting the, the knowledge that she needs and she's watching the videos or she's 
engaging with the content that she needs to learn. You're right. It doesn't stop at 3 p.m. You continue learning in this transition from, you know, being in education into going into the real world and relating that as much as possible. Like we're learning in every aspect of our lives. The whole thing of life is a learning experience. Amazing. Absolutely. And, and, and you bring up a great point. It's not just the traditional academic things that students need to learn. The number one most requested content right now is on the social, emotional learning and mental and behavioral health. Because let's be honest, we've all been through quite a bit of trauma. And when I say all, I mean all, right? And so yeah. how can you sit down and study chemistry if you, you know, you've been through trauma, right? We've got to address all the emotional distress that people have been under first and get them to a place where their mental state is going to be amenable to learning academic information. And so we invite anyone who's making any educational content, whether it's inside the traditional textbook or not, it works on our site, whether that's something that's like career training, personal development, how to you know network, understanding your emotions, all this sorts of stuff is welcome on Soul Academy and we invite you to put it there. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that trauma because I don't think, you know, although education kept continuing in COVID and I'm really proud of what a lot of education people did and people like yourself, just making sure things continued going forward, we have to acknowledge the fact there's just a lot of stuff going on in the background in students' lives. Um, I teach graduate level courses and I've had students who had people pass away from COVID and they, they deal, dealt with COVID themselves and then getting vaccinated and, you know, all these different things that are going on, especially these, this younger crowd. This is so different for them. Like they don't get to go to school to see their friends. They don't get to, you know, be very social or have recess and all those different things. So we have to be, in my opinion, very cognizant of that but also allowing them to explore opportunities on their own and using Soul Academy to do that, um, you know, through their learning is something that I think is so valuable. Like you give them the opportunity to, you know, connect with others and, and also involve the most important people in their lives and their learning. What more could you honestly ask for? So I think it's important that as educators, we, make sure that we are acknowledging those traumas and we are acknowledging what students are going through and saying that we're here and supporting them, but also giving them a platform to where they can go and have that time where they're just thinking about their learning and their journey. Absolutely. It's, you know, thank you so much for saying that, Holly. You know what I'm trying to do? And I want to go back to the first thing. I'm just trying to create a safe space for teachers and students to do their stuff. That's it. Right. right. It's if so we can simple, cut out isn't it? everything else, when you think about it, everything else, so that's simple. all we want to do. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, uh, no, no uh, bashing education, but there's definitely a lot of things like red tape and other things that impact how different processes worked and how things happen at the institutions or the schools. But this stuff to me is so simple. You want to support your students. You want to do it in an engaging way. You want to support teachers and you want to help them with content or you want to help them share their content, get paid for their content. It's just so simple that you could create something like this. It's like, ah, oh, it's, you know, that aha moment. It mm -hmm. definitely, people like you inspire me every day to keep doing what I'm doing in the classroom because I'm teaching future instructional designers or educators. 
And I share these tools with them that I talk about on the show because I'm like this person or, you know, they're doing this and this is wonderful. This is something you can do. You can, you can change the world with this type of, this type of stuff. Absolutely. Sure. And, and listening to, you, you know, everyone, especially everyone who's worked in education has had a teacher inspire them. And if they're of our generation, that teacher probably did not have any technology and grew up with probably right. none. And so you can just, I want, I want everyone to take a deep breath and step back and say, hey, what would Miss Wills do in this situation, right? She didn't have all these technology and all this crazy stuff going on and come back to the fundamental principle that she cared about me as a person, right? That's what she did. Right. She saw me and valued me and got me to believe in myself. And that's the most important thing. Whether you have a, a cell phone and you're doing it in a video on Soul Academy or you're back in the classroom or whatever, at the end of the day, if I, if I leave the audience with one thing, it's the, you know, human beings, right? Address the needs of the human being because once they have their needs met, they will be able to learn anything and everything and they'll pass whatever test that you want them to pass. Yeah. Definitely that human aspect of, especially the online space is humanizing the online learning experience. I know it sounds like it's overused buzzword now, but it, it, you can't take away what the students get from you and those connections you make, even in the online space. And just like I talked to a couple of my former students today, they were looking, they were trying to get some advice about how to get into the industry of instructional design and they wanted some job advice like that speaks a lot to how the classroom operated like they felt comfortable enough to reach back out to me or reach out to you know their peers and ask for advice i'm hey i'm thinking about this so that sense of community and developing that it's priceless and i don't think i could have gotten through some of my you know trials and tribulations over covid if i didn't have a community of educators or i didn't have a community of my students and all this support um, surrounding me, I it, it, I wouldn't have made it honestly through the, through the pandemic. It, it's just so nice to have that. Yeah, it's wonderful, and you know, and that's an, another thing is this younger generation is incredibly altruistic. They care, you know. Those kids in Santa Monica care about the kids in South LA, and we can just provide the bridge. It doesn't have to be this teacher, the teachers who shoulder the brunt of all the work. If you can create that bridge between students they're gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting as well. So I, I, I invite you to look at how you can incorporate, like you said, your students into your learning design. Yes, definitely. And I do that all the time because it's, it's about them. Like you said, it's about them. So what's next for you? Um, you know, is there anything on the product roadmap that you wanna share with us? I know you said you just launched the marketplace, but is there anything else mm -hmm. that we should know about that's upcoming? internationalization, right? I'm taking you from your classroom in Indianapolis, Indiana to classrooms in 300 countries on this, on this planet. Everyone wants to learn from you. So what we're doing is we're taking the audio and we're turning it into text. And then we're turning that text into 47 different languages. And we'll be doing that very soon. And we're customizing the site so that it's familiar for people from all different cultures around the world, because at the end of the day, it's those same academic principles, right? It's the same concepts in physics that have been taught since Galileo, right? And there's no reason why, if you're a great teacher and you're in Indianapolis, we can't bring you to a worldwide stage. So that's what we're, we're after here is we're trying to decentralize and connect education and educators all over the planet. 
That's amazing. I can't wait to see when that happens. That is unbelievable. I love the, that so much, especially, you know, like you said at the beginning of the conversation, getting out of these silos, students should have a more international view now of how things work and how things go, not just in our own cultures, but in all other cultures as well. So that's amazing. Um, and so I have two final questions I want I want to talk with you about both. So the final two questions are, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you, you'd like to share about Soul Academy? Um, and also you being like this futurist, you know, propelling us forward in education. I want to know your perspective about what does the future of educational technology look like to you? So give us, give us the deets. Tell us what's going to happen. Absolutely. I want to invite everyone to, who listens to this to take out your cell phone, open up the camera app, press record and start talking about your favorite subject for 30 seconds. You're not going to like the way you look. You're not going to like the way you sound, but you will get over it. Everyone who's ever been on camera has that initial fear and, you know, self-criticism. And the way to get through that is just to keep making those videos because this concept of video-based instruction, it's never going to replace the real human to human interaction, but it's never going away either. Students are only going to watch more and more and more video. So the sooner you get on board with what they're asking for, the more effective you can make your in-person time with them. And where do I see education technology headed? I see it becoming a lot more invisible. I see education using data the same way that Amazon and Google and Facebook use it to serve you ads. Only instead of serving ads, we're going to make suggestions on how you can better serve your students. Did you know that this little girl didn't really sleep well last night? Do you know that this little boy has shown a whole lot of interest in math? Did you know that this student's grades have been declining over the last three months when their parent lost their job? These are the kinds of insights that data can provide to a teacher to just help them make a better connection with that student. And this is where I'm so excited to take Soul Academy and anyone who wants to work in this is to arm teachers with the information that they need to just be their best self and be their best teacher. That's where I think we're headed. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's unbelievable. Again, and amazing where you're going with things and where EdTech, like you said it invisible and not invisible in the way where we don't, not in a bad way. It's invisible. The fact that we're just using it because it works. It doesn't, there doesn't have to be this resistance factor. You can be open-minded and you can still take on some of the traditional aspects of the pedagogy and teaching and make, you can balance those two together and still make a wonderful learning experience for your students. So I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation, Bo, and I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing with our audience about Soul Academy. Um, thank you for all that you do in this space and what you provide to learners and educators. It's wonderful to meet people like you and share your stories, but also share all the great things you're doing in the ed tech space. So thank you so much. Wow, that's so kind of you. Thank you very much, Holly. Um, thank you to everyone who works in education. I know it's not 
it's not easy at times. And I know we've got a pretty steep climb ahead of us here, uh, but together we're going to get through it and we're going to see that this is actually a turning point in the education system in which it's going to get a heck of a lot better very, very fast once we get through this transitory period. Um, so I appreciate everyone who's listened to this and yeah, thank you for all your work in education. And thank you so much for this opportunity, Holly. No problem. Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens.